This is Everyday Ayurveda and Yoga, recorded at Halepule on beautiful Kauai. Each month we cover topics that can help you find balance in your life through food, good living, and the eight limbs of Raja Yoga. Learn more at halepule.com. And here's the show. Hello everyone, this is Myra and Kelsey with Halepule's Everyday Ayurveda and Yoga podcast. I want to start off by noting that our first podcast was actually posted one year ago this month. How quickly time passes. Mm, yeah. It's been so much fun to share these discussions with everyone and to hear your feedback. Many people have written to us about what they're doing to enhance their health and deepen their understanding of Ayurveda and yoga. Thanks to all our listeners who are on a path of truth along with us. It's felt like we've been talking about our bee colonies often over the last year and now we have two established hives on the property and we've actually been able to harvest honey. Yep, we harvested um, over five gallons of honey at the end of January from our two hives. It must have been fun for you in particular because you had harvested honey as a child. Yes, my father had hives and he loved the bees when I was growing up and I was the official extractor but it was all manual at that time. And now we're in the midst of our 200-hour yoga and Ayurveda teacher training and it's a really fantastic group. They are committed to developing themselves with the foundation of yoga and Ayurveda, not only for teaching, but in all areas of their life. They've really taken to the intuitive energy practice tools quickly, and I can see the difference in their study and teaching compared to past groups. And most importantly is that they see the difference in each other when they're grounded or not in their teaching, and they can feel a difference in their own teaching when they run their energy. Right. You know, the texts say that practice with persistence and determination over a long period of time is a key to progress on the spiritual path, and I find in life in general. So as long as we keep going, we will transform. So they're practicing the tools, and that's going to help them shed the layers that block all of us from our true self, or from what's called the Atman. Experience has certainly reflected this. Life just keeps getting better and better. Conscious practice is key to progress with anything, especially our physical and mental health. I like to remind everyone I work with and myself that what we practice is what we get more of in life. So we really need to be conscious and present in all of our activities and actions in life. And being conscious in the details gives us depth in our lives. This brings to mind a condition that we often hear about from our clients and students, food intolerance. Gluten, dairy, legumes, and nuts are the most commonly that I hear mentioned. It's definitely much more prevalent in the past 10 years because everything is looked at in Ayurveda in relation to qualities in nature. There's an explanation and a solution for most situations, including food tolerance and allergies. Ayurveda is based in nature, so we look at everything in terms of the panchamahabhutas, they're called, or the five elements of earth, water, fire, air, and the ethers, which are the unseen energies. These elements make up all three doshas. We also look at ten pairs of opposites that are specific qualities called the gunas. So these are qualities that are also present in everything in nature, including us. Their characteristics like light or heaviness or things wet or dry, 
and the most important heating and cooling qualities of food, for example, and that they significantly affect our metabolism and how it functions. Hmm. So let's dive in, as I'm sure many of our listeners are interested in how this comes about and how to heal from it. We've spoken about Agni, our digestive fire, in past episodes, and we'll mention it again here because it is so important for our health and spiritual growth. It is a key factor in our ability to digest and utilize food as well as life. So for this discussion, let's assume that we're talking about food that's clean of chemicals and refinement, so of a higher quality, because any food that is chemically altered or has added chemicals is difficult for anyone to digest and will eventually cause problems. So beyond a poor quality food, we can say that many food intolerances and allergies are a result of poor eating practices and poor combinations of food that make food difficult to digest. It imbalances the agni, and so it's difficult. When we can't digest a food, it becomes um, or toxins in our system, and it distorts the environment and eventually weakens our immunity. It's this distorted environment that results in the intolerance, and over time, the immune system is overworked and causes an allergic reaction. So that's putting it very simply, but those are the things that are underlying all of these symptoms and problems that we get when we have difficulty with certain foods. And they also then signify that food intolerance is correctable. Right. And often it's really simple to correct it and and have it go away using really simple, basic, natural principles in eating and living. Agni is so important. We've had many students in our teacher trainings, treatment guests, and participants or farm workers at Durga Farms arrive and say they are intolerant of wheat or dairy. And by the time they leave, they are thoroughly enjoying chapati, which is a flatbread made with wheat flour or buttermilk, an occasional paneer made with fresh raw cow's milk. It's wonderful to see the transformation in these people. Even the clients we work with all over the world, when they're willing to make the changes to what and how they eat, move beyond food intolerance. And sometimes they've had them for a long time before they even come to us. It's amazing how when we align our consumption and actions with nature, the digestive tract heals, Agni comes into balance, the dosha balance, and people can enjoy foods that are rich in prana without having consequences. According to the Ayurvedic texts, there are actually five foods that we could live on, and they are wheat, milk, rice, mung, and ghee. So, so one could attribute some importance in being able to comfortably consume these and to be able to digest them. We love wheat and dairy because they're heavy, and they're, which makes them grounding, they're sweet in their taste, and they're cooling in their nature. That's a, a lot of very nice qualities. Unfortunately, when we combine too many heavy foods and we have them cold or have them in too large a quantity, then it creates significant digestive problems. And that, those are the things that lead to intolerance and then to allergy. Sometimes we associate a particular food with a significant emotional event or say, for example, a severe experience of indigestion, and it results then in an allergic reaction and any future exposure. 
I found that some people become identified with problems such as food intolerance and don't really have interest in change. They accept that as their reality and expect it to just be a permanent part of their experience. And it really doesn't need to be permanent. Changing the internal environment to eliminate um, and take steps to balance Agni and the doshas will remove the food intolerances. The body naturally wants to heal itself if we let it. And the resultant rejuvenation of the immune system will clear up the food allergy. How I describe this to clients is that the food might seem like the problem, but it's really just a sign of a deeper imbalance. And it can be corrected with a holistic approach in Ayurveda. Let's talk a bit more of why it is suggested to heal the imbalance so that one could come to eat these kinds of foods. Let's start with those that contain gluten. There's wheat, rye, and barley, for example. The wheat, as you mentioned, is heavy and grounding and nurtures vata dosha. It's also a little cooling, which calms pitta dosha. We have rye, which is grounding and a little more warming. So it's great in cooler weather where it grows, but definitely in moderation for people with predominant pitta or anyone that has an excess of pitta at the time. Barley has some astringency and is nice for those with more kapha in their constitution while keeping vata grounded or during kapha times of year, such as winter moving into spring. Being able to include these gluten-containing foods in the diet opens the door for balancing the doshas. Another example, dairy. It's a lovely sattvic food in an appropriate quantity, temperature, and in appropriate combinations. From the Ayurvedic texts, it says all healthy individuals can consume milk, the milk of the cow, and that everyone should take cow milk. Further, a person who is unable to consume milk can be deemed unhealthy and needs to have treatment to clear the problem so that he or she could again begin to consume milk. It's referring to the quality of digestion of the individual. Milk increases our ojas, which is our immunity, our blissfulness, and vitality, and it nourishes the nervous system. A half a cup before bed with some ghee and spices and a little honey or maple syrup really assists the quality and ease of sleep as well. Of course, this is referring to whole, organic, non-homogenized milk from well-treated cows and ideally raw. It's okay if it's pasteurized. Cows transform sunlight like no other creature on the planet. They take any toxins into their flesh and the milk and dung that they expel is healing. Ghee is called liquid sunlight or liquid gold for this reason. And the cow dung is used as incense or in Agnihotra, the fire ceremony we practice that honors sunrise and sunset. That's why cows are revered in India since the beginning of time. And I say were because it's not always the case now but they are magnificent animals who make a sacrifice for us. I was told that it was their dharma and that by being healthy and able to consume milk, we get to contribute to them fulfilling their dharma or their purpose in this life. They really are beautiful animals. Cheese is another common dairy product. It's not ideal to have cheese, though if you're gonna have it, Agni should be balanced and the cheese needs to be fresh, meaning not aged. Aged cheese contains mold and clogs the subtle channels that are called srutta or sutamsi in Ayurveda. 
yogurt it's, it's called curd in India and many other places in the world and it really hit the West in the 1970s and the Ayurvedic texts are specific in saying not to have yogurt on a regular basis if you have any digestive or skin problems I suggest you leave it out completely for a month and see what happens it's actually quite heavy and and sour for most people and it disrupts digestion so if you're going to have it then cut it in half with water and put a few spices in it such as coriander and fennel for example but it could vary depending on your condition and your dosha balance and put those in there to support the digestion of it and maybe have it a couple of times per month mm, so many people are used to having yogurt daily right and it really disturbs the digestive process Wow. Well, we use buttermilk or takra in Sanskrit because it is not as sour and is a nice probiotic for the digestive tract. And we use digestive spices and we dilute it 50% with water to assist the digestion. We used to have it just on its own at room temperature and I thought I would miss the, the thickness of it. But th this change we made only this year and it has been a really nice shift and everyone here has appreciated having the lighter easier to digest version. Mm -hmm. Legumes are heavy and extractive and they provide nutrients and they have a cleansing action that's important for our overall health. Nuts are oily, they're a little bit warming and they're grounding, but they're difficult to digest if they're not cooked or soaked and they absolutely need to be chewed thoroughly. So yeah, many people have difficulty yeah. with nuts such a difference yes and because and most often they're not chewing it or they're also eating too many of them and they're usually raw so they're really delightful when they're cooked in a vegetable dish or cooked in with your grain and you know the amount would be a small amount right a small handful maybe 10 or 10 to 15 nuts depending on the size so all of these foods that we've just mentioned the grains the dairy the legumes the nuts they're all a little bit heavier than vegetables, for example, than most vegetables, which is a nice thing and important when you're balancing the doshas. But being heavy, they require more strength in Agni, so the quantity and the proportion of each of those foods are really critical to successful digestion. Too much will weaken Agni, allowing this undigested food to sit in the intestines too long, and it creates Am, metabolic toxins, and then it leads to imbalance of the doshas and the continued weakening of agni. And food combining is something that I personally knew so little about before I came to Ayurveda, but has made a world of difference in my ability to digest. Poor food combinations are when foods with competing qualities are eaten in combination. So there's a lack of synergy between the foods. And again, the result is the food will sit in the digestive tract too long. Overeating in any one sitting is another big contributor to weakened agni. Many people have become focused on the foods as the problem, but they really aren't in most cases. Poor digestion, the presence of um, and an overstimulated immune system that's trying to deal with either your stresses in life and also for this uh, disturbed environment in the digestive tract. That's what creates the problem. With weak digestion, heavier foods that require a little more digestive strength will appear problematic. Now here's a key point that most people miss 
when they avoid the foods they seem intolerant of. If you just stop eating those foods and do not address the quality of digestion or condition of the immune system, the weakness will continue to cause nagging problems and eventually disease. If you think about it, the causes of the problem are not being addressed, so it's going to have more problems later on. Right, right. You know, Ayurveda is such a blessing because we can learn to recognize symptoms of any kind as signals that we need to change something that we're doing or we're going to have undesirable results down the road. It is the law of cause and effect. Let's take a break and when we come back, review the causes for food intolerance and then move into the solutions. Common complaints such as gas and bloating, headaches, weight gain, infertility, mental fogginess and distraction, addiction and skin rashes are signs of imbalance. Over time, small health complaints left untreated turn into bigger issues. An Ayurvedic health consultation helps you tune in to the cues your body is giving you about which foods and ways of living will best support your total health. Each one of us has the ability to balance and heal ourselves. This is the foundation of Ayurveda. Ayurvedic health consultations help cultivate this ability so you can enjoy health today and health tomorrow. With the help of Skype and phones, you can have a health consultation no matter where you are. Purchase your health consultation online at halepule.com and send us your questions at hashtag askhalepule, that's hashtag ask H-A-L-E-P-U-L-E on Facebook and Twitter. We're back. We've been talking about food intolerance and why it may occur. Ideally, one would work with an experienced practitioner who can see the whole picture and then provide suggestions accordingly to your unique constitution and your current state of balance. But sometimes we can just stop doing some things that are causing the imbalance and the body will come back to a state of balance really easily. So let's explore some guidelines on what changes people can start to make that will bring the best results. Yes, because this is really a broad topic because it can involve Agni, the doshas, and our emotional responses to life, which are also related to Agni and the doshas. But here are some of the common causes of, of that weakened Agni that leads to conditions for food intolerance to develop. We mentioned food combinations with competing qualities, too much heavy food in one meal, not chewing thoroughly, overeating in one sitting, eating while upset or angry, eating late at night, exercising before the previous meal has digested, eating too often, also known as snacking, eating and living in ways that aggravate doshas, maybe standing up and driving in the car, things like that. Too much tamasic food and tamasic living, meaning uh, that has very low energy in it. And there are many more. The causes you listed are pretty clear and tangible, so let's now discuss what to do about it. These are many of the things that we've talked about in relation to balancing Agni and the doshas that also generally relate to healthy eating and living. A regular schedule of eating and sleeping, also called Dinacharya, but Dinacharya also involves many other practices that are great for self-care. 
eating in a respectful manner toward yourself and the food, sitting down, a prayer or some statement of appreciation, eating and conducting life to keep doshas in balance, eating an appropriate amount of food in each sitting, honoring the burp, Combine foods according to their qualities and eat balanced meals. We have a great blog post at hollypulley.com on meal planning and proportions. Keep the food and your eating of a sattvic nature as much as possible, meaning have your conversation either be in silence or have your conversation be of a light nature and a positive attitude. Practice pranayama and meditation daily. These are things that bring us back to ourself and help us be able to really find the joy in the process of eating and the appreciation in that. Keep a balance of work and play in your life for a healthy perspective. And of course, stay away from the foods that are causing you problems during this process of strengthening the Agni. And then when things feel balanced again, then you can start to test the foods one at a time in small amounts. In the Ayurveda tab of our website, there's an eating for balance section, and I highly recommend it to anyone who hasn't been there yet. We also have a great blog on the website, and it includes a post about the first burp, which is an easy way to know when to stop eating. All of these suggestions will eliminate the creation of um, and support Agni and the balance of the doshas, and as well as stabilizing the immune system. So how else can Ayurveda support the transition to improved health and becoming free of food intolerance? You know, each person is unique, and we consider other things, not just the individual. We have to consider the season of the year and the time of life of the individual. All of these things are considered when we make suggestions for solutions. So having a consultation to assess the best approach is a good idea. Generally speaking, it's a good start to have some ginger tea with some honey during the day, not with your meal, but this will support your digestion and help to strengthen the Agni gently. Unless you have some excess pitta and excess fire going on, and then you might have a little bit of cilantro juice or cucumber juice. We also recommend herbs for healing the digestive tract and a rejuvenation then would be appropriate for um, having the immune system come back to its balanced and best place. I mentioned earlier that a lot of people just seem resigned and in acceptance of the fact that they're going to have these intolerance and not bothered by it, but a lot of people would really like to you know, eat things com- these foods comfortably and, you know, I know some people who have intolerance to things like dairy but continue to eat it anyway and just live through that discomfort because they would like to consume the food but they have these results. And what I love about Ayurveda is that it provides solutions and it's for those of us who are really just sick and tired of being sick and tired and want to have vibrant health. So we get to realign with nature and empower ourselves, not only feel better physically but mentally, emotionally, and spiritually as well. A number of recent clients who say they can't eat dairy are now doing well with ghee, and that's a great start as they work toward clearing up the intolerance to dairy. Ghee actually supports the balance of Agni and all the doshas. With 
Persistent and conscious shifts in what we're doing, food intolerance and allergies can really become a thing of the past. And I have personally experienced that. Yeah, myself yeah. also. Well, that's all we have time for today. Thank you for joining us. And if you'd like to work with us to determine the best approach for your balance, we offer consultations in person and by phone, Skype, or FaceTime. Thanks so much for listening to Everyday Ayurveda and Yoga. Don't forget, if you have a question or a topic you'd like us to cover, just submit your question on Facebook or Twitter with the hashtag AskHaleePule. That's H-A-L-E-P-U-L-E. And if you want to go deeper on your own path toward health, book a consultation at HaleePule.com. In Ayurveda, we understand that we each have a unique constitution. Halipule's tridoshic approach is ideal for families and supports multiple constitutions. You can cultivate sattva in cooking, knowing that you're making meals that support everyone's constitution. Subtle adjustments may be required, but it doesn't need to be a stress point. To learn our tridoshic approach to create nourishing meals, Join simple Ayurvedic cooking with Halepule. The recipes are easy, delicious, and will leave you feeling energized. And the link to join is in our show notes.